Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of Is This Place Haunted? <laughs> this place is. We can fully say yes. It is. We've experienced it. Yeah. This was this was definitely one of the most haunted places I've been to, I think. Apart from everywhere I've lived. Oh my god, my voice was really low there. I sounded like Barry White. Yes. <laughs> um yes. This is probably the most activity i've ever encountered in my like personal experience Mm -hmm. i have never had like i of all the weird places i've stayed like even in the flat like when i heard those voices on the stairs they could have i mean realistically they could have been people going upstairs to the flat or whatever but for you to get that actual audible i know growl that was i shat it I shot it for you. I, I I know because do you know when you're like I I literally heard it in my right ear. I can like feel it. And do you know when you're like maybe I just maybe it was something else. And then to play it back and actually hear it. I know. I just played it where you sent me the meeting request on my laptop and played it really loud. And it is like a well, people will hear it in the episode, but it's it's really it's really clear because oh, it comes out of nowhere. But it's more creepy because I heard it in person. You can hear me react. Mm-hmm. I know you shat it. You're like, oh. <laughs> fully, fully turkeyed. <laughs> uh, like I said in our last, our, in our unhinged episode, I I can't believe nothing happened to me. And I'm like always like, oh my God, it's that ghost. Nothing happened. Yeah, I know. And out of the two of us, I would have bet, it, bet upon you having the biggest balls and stuff happening to you. But I don't know whether when we entered a Freaky Friday and it just went the complete opposite way. Honestly, it was like must have been your must have been your menstrual cycle. <laughs> the rage, but it was really funny because so uh just for a bit of backstory, I went to this like uh channeling your inner witch Dave thing with um my friend Emma, who has been on the podcast and it loves all this stuff as much as we do. And um yeah, no, that that happened again. Some PMS came through because it was like protection and what do we think, like, you know, witchiness and all that really was. And the, the woman who I went to go and see, she was like, witchcraft historically is literally trusted nature. She was like, it's literally yeah. remedies, like intuitively that work, like chamomile, lavender helps sleep, like stuff like that. It's not spells and all this it's literally like trust in nature and mm-hmm. um women were healers and stuff like that and that's what they were known as and I was like and listen men said it was bad and demonic so they could have control of the fact that women had power 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally, one hundred percent. And then, and then, it, then, then that just started me off. <laughs> I just didn't shut up. Right, no, right. And I was like, and listen as well. The way I get treated as a female doctor compared to a male doctor is stark. Every female colleague of mine gets called nurse all the time, and that's not to say in any way, shape, or form that there's anything wrong with that. But I'm not. I'm not there as a nurse. I'm there as your doctor. And like it happens both ways. Like one of my friends is a male nurse, and he gets called doctor all the time. And it's like men can be nurses and women are can be doctors. Like that should be acceptable. And then and then people were like, yeah, well maybe like consider whether it's good for you to be in that job and I was like I shouldn't have to change my job because there's ignorant fuckers totally totally by the way you know how you just said and we said in previous episodes about how witches were healers and were like wise women and used as basically doctors isn't it weird that you're so like let's face it you're into witchy stuff in a big way like I am but you're literally a contemporary like you're a healer but you're a doctor. We've never spoken about that before. The fact that you're a doctor. On here, I think we have. Oh, no. I mean, we spoke about you being a doctor, but we've never thought it as like... Oh, in the like, term of like a healer. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why we're drawn to healing. But like when me and Emma were driving back and I was like, I really do have a lot of anger towards men. <laughs> she was like, no, you really do. <laughs> do you feel that you've actually started becoming more like that since you did your past life regression mm-hmm. yeah I think so for sure yes I, I definitely have became that way so maybe maybe we need some healing but yeah after that witch circle it was amazing and I had a like a lovely day but I was so angry it meant <laughs> so weird it gets you like that though, because I was when I was listening to that podcast recently, the witch, you know, the BBC. When I keep talking about which I love, um, they talked a huge section about that, about how it's oppression from the patriarchy through religion and like to stop women from progressing, basically, and keeping them yeah. keeping them behind. But we never are. That's the thing. That's the weird thing about women. We're never we're never actually ever behind men. We're always in front. We're just blocked. Yes, that is our update. Is there anything else we we should update on before we get into the spooky? Not really, babes. Um, I've not had any more spooky situations here. Like nothing else has happened in the house since I caught that weird image. And then, yeah, everything's good. Oh, actually, no, wait, fuck, something did happen. I'm going to tell everyone about this. So I was in bed the other night there and I'm convinced I've got some sort of kidney stones or something or whatever because I was like, but I also think it's connected to my period. And I was getting these excruciating pains in my abdomen that start in my back, work their way around. And I'm like, I was like, I don't get it frequently, but I've had it twice in the last, I would say, few months. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, but anyway, I go to the gym, I eat healthy. So hopefully whatever it is, I'll pass on. But all night I was in unbearable pain and so bad that I had turned on the light and then I was like sitting upright. Like, in fact, I was standing in the room. That was the only thing I relieved it for a bit. The whole time, my cats were acting super weird because they get locked in the room with me at night now because apparently they mess with mum's cat downstairs at night. And um, I basically, they were staring at, both of them started to stare at the, the ceiling above my bed. And I was looking up, I was I was like, there must be a cobweb, there must be a fly or something like that. And babes, it was like, it was really freaky. And I recorded there at one point, I was like, I'm going to put this on the podcast. And um, But I actually got so freaked out by it. And I was like, finally, I stopped, the pain stopped for a bit. And then I turned the light off and went to sleep. And then the next morning, I just had this weird, just a weird vibe with the room. And I was like, the feng shui is off in here. So I was like, I've flipped my bed around. I've done all these other things. I've put like candles, did a bit of sage in. And honestly, the room feels so much better now. Amazing. Long may that last. That was weird though. That And I even mm. said to Peggy, I was like, oh my God, you're freaking me out. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> was she like, I can't, can't like, can't help it. I can see a ghost. <laughs> I was a bit like, ooh. But apart from that, everything's been good. <laughs> and well, very, very briefly before we get onto this episode, um, Anyone watching Salt Lake City, Real Housewives, hit us the fuck up because, oh my God, it's so good. And um, if Emma's listening, as she always does, go and help me convince her to watch it. 
like you must watch Salt Lake. Salt Lake is like it's the best franchise. Like I'm, I've been watching the new New York for my sins, and I actually I'm enjoying it. But I'm thinking of it in terms of a brand new series. Like it's not New York, it's not Housewives to me. It's like a new series. But like um, Salt Lake is amazing. The mm-hmm. only thing I'm going to say, and I think you're going to disagree with me, I am not a fan of Monica. I know you were going to say that, whereas I'm yeah. like Team Monica. No, I'm not. I, there's something really sadistic about her, and I and I can't. And I think her and her mum. Somebody pointed this out as well. Um, they're they're doing it together. They're working together on this because it's just too good a subplot. Fair play to them if they are. To be fair. <laughs> Well, that's all that everyone's talking about. So Fairly. it's working. I don't know. I spotted her mum being an abuser from the get-go. She gave me mar- mad narcissist vibes. Covert narcissist. But she's so overt with Monica directly. But also, like, I get what you mean. Her calling her daughter a motherfucker over a dinner. Yeah, that was weird. That was mental. <laughs> but again, she's got the seat next to Andy at the reunion. So I'm like, get it, girl. <laughs> I know her and Heather are on opposite sides of Andy. I was like, oh my God. Um, what about her suing her the whole time and still socializing with her and not tell it? That's I didn't why, realize that's why. I didn't realize that was the, the it was before that. Fuck. It was an ongoing case that she was dealing with and she didn't know it was Monica because it was under a different name. See what I mean, babes? Is that not? Oh my god. And then she's so got the shady. gall to to be Heather's friend. Well, suing her. Don't know. I think it's going to come out in the waters about Monica, but we'll we'll see. She's good entertainment. So is babes. But her mum is. I an still do like her. Sure. I don't know why. I still like her. I don't know. Lisa's I think really, I... Lisa's really annoying me this season. Oh, I don't know. I just think Lisa's so stupid and deluded. I just I love her for that. I mean, she's like a Luan. Of let like, us let, like... let us be clear. All of them are quite deluded and stupid. Um. Yeah. Even the ones that we have preferences for, I acknowledge oh, that most of them are not very good people. I think Heather's probably a good person. Uh, yeah, I like Heather. I think she's genuinely quite nice. I think met Heather in New York. I was like, yeah, Heather's fine. Really? Throwback. <laughs> and I think I think Whitney has a good heart, even though she's a bit of a shit stutter. I think she's. It was Whitney having a go at Lisa for swearing after she swore like two minutes before. <laughs> like and she was like on and on about it. Like, I was <laughs> there in my house because this is where the healing journey is happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, Whitney. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I get it. I get it, baby gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> um, so maybe that's enough of a detour. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Might cut that down, think- make it less tangent. Might not. Yeah, I I think though if if you're a Lisa fan, you're not going to like Monica and vice versa. So I think that's the way it's going to be this series. Interestingly, I was kind of a fan of both of them, but I, and and when they started the argument initially, when Lisa was like, "Oh my god, my sixteen thousand dollar bracelet," and like I'm like, you were so annoying when you kept fucking bringing it up and like trying to say that that was like a hardship compared to like Monica and, and like all that. And then I was like, but also, if I lost a sixteen thousand dollar bracelet, I would be fucking gutted about it. So, <laughs> I can see both of these sixteen thousand, and it's a ring. Have you heard the the rumors about that though? No, <gasps> is it Monica stole it? Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. They think that's why they've fallen out later in the series as well because she's literally stole it. Oh, the tea is piping. It's oh. <laughs> so bad. I'm like, oh my god. Anyway, Emma, watch it. Emma, watch it. Yeah, please watch it. Okay, are we ready to get spooky? Yeah. Okay, so if you clicked on the episode, you know what we're going to talk about. We are going to talk today about Crumlin Road Jail. So Crumlin Road Jail is in Belfast, is in the Antrim uh, County, and we have been there. Mm-hmm. We did our own paranormal investigation here. So this is the first episode of its kind on this podcast. However, hopefully it will not be the last. Mm-hmm. So Crumlin Road Jail, also known as Her Majesty's Prison Belfast, is an old prison which is no longer functional and it's on Crumlin Road in Northern Belfast, Northern Ireland obviously, and it's been closed since 1996. However, it's the only remaining Victorian era prison in Northern Ireland 
And people in Northern Ireland would call it in a kind of uh, slang way, the crumb is what they would call it. It's actually got grade A listed building status because it's got such historical significance, but also because of its architecture. It's quite, we can say this because we've seen it in person, Lauren, um, it's quite like foreboding, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's very, it was eerie. I mean, I think it's probably because we were there at night. <laughs> but like the, the when we went there, the sky was such a contrast to this like big, dark building that like loomed over. Mm-hmm. It was quite yeah. intimidating. It was, it was intimidating. Um, it was a, it's a, a beautiful building in in its way when you first go in because it's so it's obviously incredibly well built and stuff like that and the, and it keeps the period features and things. But I know what you mean. When we arrived, it was like we were going into like a haunted castle. It was like yes, yes. It really felt like scary. almost like we were going to Transylvania or something like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's weird. Of course, we will share those photos on our instagram so you can go and have a look at the photos we took we took a lot mm-hmm. but yes it was um quite quite a sight to see when we arrived there so the prison was built between 1843 and 1845 and it was designed by sir sir charles lanyon uh, he was an english architect which <laughs> would go down well with some of the prisoners and wouldn't go down well with some of the other prisoners um yeah it was built as a replacement for the county jail in Carrickfergus and um, it was constructed on 10 acres of black rock. And at the time, it was a very kind of modern, forward-thinking prison. It was built with a five-sided wall. There was four wings with four stories and there was a central area that was known as the circle. And the prison was originally built to hold between 500 and 550 prisoners. Um, it was the first prison in Northern Ireland to be built according to the separate system, which intended to keep prisoners separate from each other and not allow communication between the prisoners. However, as prison prisoners prison numbers increased, as we've probably heard many times before in different places, that became less feasible. So up to three people would share a cell. Haven't been in there. Imagine sharing those cells with two other people. I know they were so small they were were super small um I can imagine it'd be really super claustrophobic I can't believe it actually only closed like in the 90s I know I've got a wild story which again I have to mention and thank Emma because she told me to pop this in it's a humdinger um about the last person hanged so yeah so up to three prisoners were placed in a cell each time Lauren and I obviously have been to visit here and it was probably literally the size of like a changing room. It would be very mm. small to share with other people. Um, in the 70s, International Red Cross began to inspect the prison and it found 864 prisoners in a building intended to house 475. Oh my God. The very first inmates who came in and they were forced to walk from the old Carrick Fergus prison in chains over to the new building arrived in 1846 these were not men only it was men women children some of these people were imprisoned because they were working class <gasps> some people were imprisoned because they stole food stole clothing um and really tragically a 13 year old boy called patrick mcgee he'd been sentenced to three months in prison and he hanged himself in the jail oh my god awful uh, women were kept as inmates uh, from kind of 1900 onwards. These included the Ulster suffragettes. And they were imprisoned Yay. in the jail during 1914. Just bitches. And uh, they had all the arguments for votes for women. And I'm like, yes. Yes. I, I felt like honoured to be able to walk past that. I don't know about you, but when they said the suffragettes had been there, I was like, oh my God. No, good for them. Thank you for their sacrifice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing it for us. Um, So I'm just going to do like a little bit of a timeline from the design through to the first prisoners and a little bit about it all. So it was designed in 1841, as I said, by Charles Lanyon. Uh, He based that off a prison in London called, called Pentonville Prison. It was constructed by Williams and Sons, which were a construction company based in Dublin. And by the summer of 1845, they were ready to take the prisoners on. As I said, they marched them from the old jail in Carrickfergus. And off those people, the 106, 
six were waiting deportation back to their original countries. As I said, a lot of them were just work, happened to be working class. Um, and six people were in prison because they were lunatics. That's in heavy quotes. Oh my God. Can you, like, even, I can't, I actually can't. Um, and then additions were made in the jail in 1850. So these included the railings, the gates that we walked through, Lauren, and also the underground tunnel that links to the courthouse that was created for this prison specifically. So this is Crumlin Road Courthouse. The very first execution took place in Crumlin Road Jail in 1854. This was the soldier named Robert Henry O'Neill. His body, as well as 14 other prisoners, still remain in the grounds of the Crumlin Road Jail today. However, they're in unmarked graves, so we're not sure exactly where they are. In 1898, a prison hospital was built. This was extended in later years. Interestingly, we did a, a spirit box session where the voice of a female nurse came through. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a female voice came through and uh, was kind of chatting away. And then we said, were you in this prison? And her voice said, I worked here. It was like clear as day. And then she was singing songs. It was wild. Um, mm-hmm. In 1901, a new execution chamber was built in Sea Wing. And obviously in 1914, as I said, the suffragettes were imprisoned in the jail. Thank you, Queens, for all you've done for us. In 1924, Eamon de la Valera was arrested for illegally entering Northern Ireland and he was put in solitary confinement in Crumlin Jail for one month. Oh my God. Colloquially, at the time, it was called, colloquially slash kind of fairly, was called Northern Ireland's Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. However, probably unlike Alcatraz, people did manage to escape the prison here. So mm-hmm. on the 9th of May, 1927, four prisoners escaped from the jail. Five IRA prisoners made their escape over the wall in 1941. And um, several other people during the troubles in Northern Ireland in the 1970s uh, made successful escapes across uh, Crumlin Road. And there's been many famous prisoners in the jail. I didn't realise this Um Bobby Sands was actually there. Oh, wow. So Bobby Sands, in case you didn't know about it, he was a member of the IRA who um, is known for going on hunger strike whilst imprisoned. Not, It wasn't here, but he was put in Crumlin jail at a previous time. Um, and he actually died during that hunger strike, in case anybody doesn't know who that is. Um, and in 1927, staff cottages had been built for the prison to, to help with the staff. There was padded cells put in 1934. A significant part of the prison it got badly damaged during World War II in 1941, but it was rebuilt a, le- a year later. And uh, more staff quarters were then built in 1953 with the ongoing demands that increase in the prisoners. Then in 1959, they added a concert hall and a gymnasium. In 1961, the very last execution took place in Crumlin Road Jail. True crime side note. So the very last person to be executed in Crumlin Road Jail is a man called Robert McGladry. This took place on the 20th of December 1961. So he was found guilty of the murder of Pearl Gamble, which took place near Newry in County Down, where our gal Emma is from. Shout Emma. So she she told us to put this in the podcast. So thank you, Emma, for telling us about this. So as I said, he was the last person to be executed in Crumlin Road Jail, but he was also the last person to ever be executed, not only in Northern Ireland, but the whole island of Ireland. He was the last person. Wow. He was convicted of the murder of a 19-year-old named Pearl Gamble. He had allegedly battered, strangled, and then stabbed her to death on the 28th of January 1961. Her body was discovered at Upper Damley near Newry in County Down. And it actually came to light that Robert McGladry and Pearl actually were distant cousins. Pearl had last been seen going to a dance at the Henry Thompson Memorial Orange Hall in Newry with three of her friends, female friends. She'd also been having fun dancing and when her boyfriend was there, she was seen dancing with him and Robert McGladry at this time. 
So her body was discovered on 28th of January. All investigations led to Robert McGladry. When interviewed, he stated he had worn a dark blue suit. However, everyone at the dance corroborated that he was wearing a light-coloured suit. So the police put him under surveillance. And he was seen, and this is, like, chilling. He was seen when he was under surveillance going to, like, some undergrowth, some overgrown area. And after he had left things there, the police went the next day. The police discovered inside a pillowcase in a septic tank an overcoat, a waistcoat and a handkerchief covered in blood. So he had gone to dispose of the outfit he'd worn. He was arrested on the same day. He continued to plead innocence uh, in his stay and he was on trial in Downpatrick, but he was found guilty and sentenced to death on 16th of October 1961. Apparently, the night before his execution, he did make a full confession to the murder of Pearl Gamble. He was hanged and he was only 26 on the 20th of October, like I said. And the executioner was a man named Harry Allen. um, And he was one of Britain's very last official executioners. And he executed people in England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, the Channel Islands and Cyprus. Wow. Wow. That is a job in demand back then, obviously. Can you imagine being a professional executioner? You're basically like an employed murderer. How's that any different yeah. than a hitman? That's mad, isn't it? It's basically a legal hitman. Yeah. Um. So that's our little true crime side note. And he was the last person to be hanged. In 1971, nine more prisoners managed to escape. These were called the Crumlin Kangaroos. These were people in the Republican Army. And Mm -hmm. less less than a month later, another three Republican prisoners escaped. Uh, In 1991, there was an explosive device that was detonated in the main dining hall. And uh, this was during kind of the last stages of the Troubles. Uh, And it was in the Loyalist wing of the prison. And it was a provisional IRA bomb. And this killed a UVF and a UDA prisoner in in the jail. This leads us to 1996, where the prison was closed for good and the gates were locked for the very last time. Until we went in to investigate. (laughs) But yes, it closed its gates for the very last time in 1996 on March 31st. The governor of Belfast walked out of the prison and the gates slammed shut for the very final time. After extensive renovations, it's been reopened as a tourist attraction and that was in 2012, and Queen Elizabeth actually visited in 2014. However, it did remain empty from 1996 to 2010 when the renovation started, which just feels really eerie to me. I don't know why. Yeah, that must have been a spooky renovation project. Also, it must have been, like, so damp. Mm. I didn't mean to have such a loud pee. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So... The prison has a reputation for being heavily haunted. It's very paranormally active. Mm. So there's many kind of ghost tours and things like that. And guess who's been on one, if you've not caught on to us talking about it already? Yeah, bitches. <laughs> we were. We have investigated Crumlin Jail. We can say that. So shall we talk about our experience in Crumlin Jail? Yes. So when we went to Crumlin Jail before, as we said on the Unhinged episode, we went to this little witchy shop and we purchased crystals because we were like, bitches can't take risks. So Mm. we bought crystals, you bought black obsidian, I got black onyx and Mm -hmm. we had very different experiences there. Is that fair to say? We sure did. So first of all, we took photos outside in the car, which by the way, flawless. Absolutely flawless. Look at my cheekbones. <laughs> Absolutely flawless. Um, <laughs> no, we were we were ready, and in the car we actually set an intention, didn't we? We were like, we're protected. That's going to happen. We're safe, blah, blah blah. And I really like. I don't know if it was uh, placebo, but I, like I did feel that way. So we actually listened to. Do you not listen to man um, affirmations as well? Like we did. We listened to affirmations of the way to be safe. So we're like. We walked in and it's like this big old jail with like the sky behind it with clouds. It looks so eerie. 
uh, we went and got our tickets and then she was like go in that big black door everyone's there so we walked through I think what was the newer part of the prison mm-hmm. and then we got taken through to the old parts the like the proper is it sea wing it was called mm-hmm. and we actually went first to the upstairs part which was the first time in investigators had ever been in and that was the very like the high security sex offenders part of the prison yeah Um, the first thing planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The first kind of experiment that we did was with, is that a necrophonic app? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Microphonic. And it's basically a database that in theory spirits could manipulate to communicate with us. Yeah. I am more skeptical of those things. I don't know about you. I feel like I I normally am, but because throughout that whole session, as well as with the dozen rods. It was giving us back, well, I don't know, yeah. It was giving us intelligent answers for sure, but for me, like, as we'll get onto it, the evidence for me was the growl. Like, (laughs) I I can't, like, dispute that. But, yeah, so we went in there. The first thing we did was we all had dowsing rods and we all kind of had them in our hands and it was crossed over for yes, go apart for no. We got some intelligent answers coming through of a man who'd been imprisoned for nine people's sexual abuse of some sort mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Are, and he spoke about a victim that was named victoria when we asked if he, he was evil he said yes and when he asked if he regretted it or felt guilty he said yes yeah there's a little bit of regret there words came through on the the necrophonic app as well that you were like the carol vorderman of that yeah well, the reason that I was doing that, right, was because I had the rods as well. And honest to God, it must have been that black obsidian because I didn't have any, like, literally, like, I was holding it the right way. I was gonna, I didn't get any reaction from anything. But some of the other girls and you were getting, like, fucking spinning round and stuff like that. And I was like, what the? So anyway, I decided I'm going to be the assistant. <laughs> I was, like, reading out all the words. <laughs> like, there was, there was a few... I think I wrote it down at the time actually, but he he definitely said he referred to in a couple of the responses to his crimes. Let's say, yeah. like I'm sure the R word, and I'm yes. sure something else as well. Yeah. Like there was that was what I mean. It was direct responses to what we were talking about. It wasn't just like random words, and we were speaking quite far away from the necrophonic or whatever it's called. Mm. So it was like I don't see that like. They could an AI behind it could read hear what we are saying and then spit out what what it said. It just yes. you were too far away. No, no, and um, yes, I remember something intelligent came through that was like it was like a Scott or something like that. It was something about who someone who was there, their identity, mm-hmm. and I, I, that was freaky. But the main, the, yes, that was the dowsing rods and stuff was coming through on it. It was like mad yes and no's and basically answering yes to feeling guilty and to have, having been evil. And and it, for some reason, the, there was a part where like one of the girls' dowsing rods was going crazy. And then I think, I don't know, he'd, the, the spirit that was coming through was like referencing her at some point as well. Yeah, def- it was something like that that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Something specific about her. 
Um, but was her name not Victoria? Sorry, can you hear Bake Off in the background? <laughs> Mum's watching Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, but yeah, there was Victoria, but it was something like that. It was something that was very niche and applicable yeah. to one of the people and it was on the women whose dowsing rods were going crazy and then I think we said do you like who do you want to, in this room or who are you drawn to in this room and all of them pointing to her so yeah that was our experience in the sex offenders part of the prison then we mm-hmm. went down the stairs and we were in c-wing where they had a planchette on a piece of paper and we mm-hmm. all put a pinky on it and there was also the spirit box there uh, which would scan radio frequencies for spirits to come through. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing hugely really happened there. No, we didn't get much activity. Um, there was like, like we said in the last episode, there was like a name that came through, and somebody was trying to make like a, like a distant like mm. <laughs> like connection to their lives. But it wasn't. Thing is though, the group before us, they were like, oh, we got a name through as well. Oh. But I don't think we actually checked if it was the same name. It was anywhere. I think the name that came through for them is Ashley. Oh, right. Okay. The only voice that came through that was wild was one who called me a dickhead. Yeah, because you were like shouting at it at this point. Like, I was was being a full dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, I stopped because I was at the end of the table and I was like, I remember you being like a canny lean lip. (laughs) No, I know it was too far and then my boobs were like on the table. So I was like, no, do you know what? I'm just going to like not do this. Um, so I was like taking action shots of like all the women. <laughs> like, you're like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing. Keep doing it. <laughs> like yeah. pure Amy Fuller at the side. Um, um, nothing really happened in that part, which is really interesting because in some parts loads of shit happened, and in some parts like nothing did. I know. Actually, do you know what some of the scariest parts though? Because like we're not saying this, but it, it was really dark in the jail. Like so when we were walking between like cells and sections and stuff, it was actually quite and a lot of the the people that were taking us around, although they were really, really good, they almost forgot that we didn't know the way a lot of the time and they would like run ahead and stuff and we'd be like, Oh hello, hello. Like it was quite weird. Especially when we went on to the next room. Mm-hmm. And which was yeah. Also wouldn't be surprised if we had lost someone going between places because it was so dark. I know. It was like quite... That's why I stayed really, really close to the, the guides as well because I was like, probably like, I'm not getting lost in here and locked in a cell or something or falling down a hole. Are you like, are you happened? single? <laughs> no, are you single or whatever? <laughs> I go off every day. So um, the next room we went to was the hanging room, the execution room. But mm. en route, we walked past what looks to be like the final night kind of cell for people before they were hanged mm-hmm. with the cross and stuff um and in that room i got a photo of a black mass i know that was weird i actually forgot you got that as well that's crazy i took a photo there then we went to the hanging room the hanging room has its own um its old sorry hanging beam and noose Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original the actual noose that executed the the um 17 people that were executed like it's got 17 people's death on no, it they, yeah. said, they said it was like it was one of a few nooses that were oh. used but it was an original noose i think they'd said yeah at least there's, there's multiple people died on it oh for sure that's what I mean. That's why it was so freaky when that guy was like grabbed onto it and swung it. And I was like, oh my God, that's like an actual artifact. Don't touch it. <laughs> like, I know. Hold on. I'm going to find the photo and show you. Um, oh, I tried to get so much activity. It was unbelievable. I was like, probably like, why is this not happening to me? I know, but it was that big obsidian babes. B O E, black obsidian energy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so that has the original noose that room felt quite oppressive and we will go on to what happened there because we went down to the coffin room as the first part of the investigation then we came back upstairs to the hanging room and did the second part so talk a little bit about the coffin room first so we went downstairs and there was a coffin with again I think paper on it but there was 
a planchette, but instead of being a writing one, you would make one side of the board yes, one side of the board no. And again, all put pinkies or something on it. I think only a couple of people maybe did that. And then they were like, who wants to go in the death tunnel by themselves? And I was like, Lauren and I are going, our livelihood depends Whoa. on it. <laughs> you, I know, you didn't waste any time. You're like, us. <laughs> like, I was like, Lauren, we are going now. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I better go. <laughs> I was like, Lauren, like, why are you standing there? Come on, come hither. So we we went, we walked through this big, dark archway. I went to the left on the side of the tunnel. You went to the right. And mm-hmm. it was pitch black. And I have photos to show, like, to our eyes how pitch black it was. I couldn't see you at all. I could barely see you as well, actually. I could just, like, hear you mumbling a little bit. And then the fireworks went off in the background. Yes. So, of course, it happened the Halloween weekend. And there was fireworks going off. But uh, we were basically having our own, like, session. Solo, solo vigil. Yeah, solo vigils, and uh, we captured two pieces of evidence there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was just listening again to voice notes earlier, and I think there was a third piece of evidence that we missed on my voice note. Well, I caught one as well, which I'll need to send you for the episode. But remember, I I think I quite clearly is that what you're going to say that we we heard the guy that was moaning. No, that's that's that one and the growl, but I think I've got a third one. No way. Yeah. What is it? Because I kept I heard what sounded like scratching next to me, and I think I've captured it. <gasps> mm-hmm. So, God. shall we play the voice notes? I'm scared. Yeah. I can hear a scratching noise behind me. Is that you behind me? Oof, I just got cold in here. Yeah, I heard it there. It's like, oh, <gasps> that's so weird. So now you've got the live reactions to it. So that we didn't hear with our own ears, but we both captured it on our phones and listened to it. The yeah, yeah, it's it was wild. really weird. It's kind of like a ooh, like that type of like a real groan and stuff like that. And I have no idea who would have done that. No, and you can hear what it sounds like when somebody else is talking. Like before that noise, there is somebody else talking in the next room. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. And because we were in the vigil, like we could hear everything and we knew to listen for stuff. And so to not hear that. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's nobody on the tour who sounded like that. <laughs> it sounds like it's really loud as well. Mm-hmm. Like as in, as in. And it wasn't loud because we were quiet a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So it's surprising that we never heard it, but captured it. The next thing, which I'm not, sh- I'm not sure, I definitely is that, but I might have captured that scratching noise. So. I can hear a scratching noise behind me. You good guys can decide for yourself. But finally, mm-hmm. if you're happy enough to play it, this was the scariest thing that happened. So just to to set the scene, we're doing our vigil. I am like in my tap the fucking table energy. And mm-hmm. I think I said, I, I, I could feel cold on my neck. And I was like, is that you touching my neck? Whilst holding my recorder. And then the firework goes off and all... I hear in my right ear is like a uh, yeah it's I really can feel the vibration and I was like ah! and like aborted mission I fucking bolted oh I got such a fright and well. creepily as well the people who were next to doing the yes and no kind of board uh said the board that it only moved when I experienced that right mm-hmm mm-hmm 
And they said it wasn't doing anything until you ran through, and then all of a sudden the glass moved by itself. So weird. Anyway, I'll play it now. Is that you putting your hand on my neck? <gasps> Honestly, that's like the scariest thing. There must be like a copyright block on ghost voices on this or something. That was weird though. It's really like, it's guttural. It's so distinct, isn't it? Because you can, and you can hear the end of it as I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everyone, play, um, I was surprised. And then we played it to everyone in the group as well. Like and everyone heard it. So like everyone was freaking out as well because it was so definitive. Like, so. Yeah. And the, like the tour group were like, send us that shit now. Send us it. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, I, I carried on the tour because honestly, I did feel that like our intention before going in and like all that, like I didn't feel susceptible or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I had the anger energy. I was scared though, and I never get scared. I was at the time, I, and I can remember feeling quite shaky after it, to be honest with you. My hands were a bit shaky. And I can mm-hmm. remember I was trying to do that board thing and my mind being, like, away because I was like, I am not. I just had a growl. Yeah. But I remember I was being like, that's fabulous for the podcast. <laughs> I know. What a find. We were like, oh, my God, our brand, like a- our brand, darlings. <laughs> I know. And all the other women were so jealous. They were like, oh, they were. God, I can't I know. They were like, jealous. I know it's funny wild uh but we should also say that in our group that man that you heard speaking in the background is the only man that was there in the whole place with us so totally it couldn't have been an accident or anything like that so it just kind of no. makes it more compelling so after we did that we went upstairs to the actual hanging room with the noose and we did a spirit box session and some wild voices came through one of the nurse that we spoke about there's also a Belfast prisoner that came through with like the most thick Belfast accent you'll ever have heard. And it was like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was my clear as day. And there was that person, that nurse came through. She started singing down it. And we were like, do you like singing? She was like, yes. Mm-hmm. It was just wild. And was there not a Scottish person came through as well? Yeah, a Scottish guy came through. I'm sure it said something like she's a Scot or something like that about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being like, why did you growl at me? <laughs> and then I know. Like, Fuck off. All the while through this session, by the way, I was like at the back of the whole group, just like standing like pure looking out for spirits and that. And you were like <laughs> shouting at the machine. <laughs> I was like right at the machine like, why did you do that? The best way to picture this is the scene in Mean Girls where Damien's like, she doesn't even go here. That was Lauren at the back. I know. I was like, what is going on here? I'm not getting any. But like, I'm glad that you got so much activity, honestly, for the brand. The brand, darling, the brand. Um, No, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And uh, yeah, so those, those voices came through and... Then after that, we went back through the jail and and then out the door and we went to the tu- the tunnel to the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Nothing much happened after that. We did the scrying, as we mentioned in the other episode. Oh, yeah, I always forget that. Yeah, we went into what was either the booking or the the, the cells you go to when you're leaving the prison. Um, and we were all in them looking in the mirror scrying and I was just like vibing. We were all vibing with our... People. we were just like checking out how good we looked <laughs> we were like pouting and vibing in the mirrors and then we went down underground to this tunnel that takes you to crumbling courthouse and it was creepy don't get me wrong i wouldn't want to be there alone at night uh but nothing really happened do you know by that point i think everyone was just like let's just like let's just leave now <laughs> we've had we've done enough we're all a bit tired i think after the growl as well it was hard to top <laughs> I know and I think everyone was feeling it I think a lot of people were feeling a wee bit deflated because they weren't getting as much activity as you individually <laughs> but, like, well, and like mad I said, feminine energy 
I know, but you weren't there. Like the woman at the end was like proper, like she was just for chit chat and like, well, you guys were away. And I thought she would be like, right, guys, let's be quiet and listen and see if we're gonna hear. But she was just like, anyway, I went to this other haunted location. She (laughs) she was over it as much as we were, I think. But in that in that tunnel, there was flooding because it rained quite badly, and only myself, well, only. I had wellies on and another woman had boots on, which poor women, I think they got soaked by the end of it. But her and I were the only ones who could actually make it down the tunnel to the door. Mm-hmm. So we went down, wellies on, and walked to this courtroom door. Don't get me wrong, it's very creepy. It's this long tunnel with like rust on the, this big, huge metal door. And we mm-hmm. knocked on it, had an EMF detector. Not a thing happened. I know. Not sad thing. The only thing that happened was that Nick Fonicap saying Beelzebub. Yeah. It came out with other stuff as well that was kind of like irrelevant and stuff. Yeah. But the only thing I'm going to say about that whole weird thing, I normally talk to people like I'm normally like super sociable, like really like like talk, asking people about themselves and like, you know, when you were away down that tunnel, I didn't talk to anyone. I just stood and like tried to record. Like, I was really out with my character that night, which is really strange. That is strange. Because normally I'd be like, right, where are you from? <laughs> like, if you're getting to know everybody. But I was really like, I don't know. There was a weird vibe that night. You I seemed felt. on edge. Yeah. Which is normally not what I'm like. Normally in haunted locations, I'm like proper like, right, come on, fucking kicking stuff in that. Whereas like yeah. that night, I just was like, I don't know reserved but it was a good investigation fantastic investigation and uh the one thing we'll say about the courtroom tunnel is that the lady who took the tour said she was never scared in there and there was like a colloquially named ghost named dave that was there Uh, and it was never like frightening for her and then one night she was down there i think after a tour after everyone left and she felt something like run up behind her Mm -hmm. so that was um the creepiest thing for her just to end this investigation episode with i've just got a few wee stories of other people who have had experiences at crumlin jail oh my god and um yeah some wild stuff has happened on these tours so uh as i said so sorry my chair is creaking in case people are wondering if that was a growl it wasn't it was the chair um so Things that have been picked up on previous investigations include disembodied voices. We've picked mm-hmm. them ourselves. Door slamming, footsteps, which that lady had. Objects moving around. And um, this is on spiritedisle.ie. Uh, there was a paranormal investigation on Halloween in 2016. During the investigation, a heavy steel door closed on its own. Noises were detected using a digital recorder, similar to what we did. And at one point, tour guides spoke of two ghostly children that are known, well, believed to have haunted the prison, which is feasible because children were in the prison, as I said in the first part. Mm-hmm. So the first uh, child ghost is a little girl that's named Isabel. And apparently she was really keen for people to know that she was there. Her presence is very well known. And when one person who was on the investigation went home and looked at the photographs, she could not believe that she took a photo of a young girl standing in the doorway of one of the cells. Oh my god. Have yeah. you got it? I'll send you the <gasps> link right now. That's freaky. I really didn't get any child presences at all. Like I didn't feel that when I was walking around when we were there. It's definitely a different vibe that night. I didn't get child. I didn't get child, and I'm kind of glad. I hope they're resting in peace. Like, no, that's not what they're doing. <laughs> Apart from all the children that were outside the jail, pure dancing about for Halloween or whatever. Before we <laughs> it was really cute. There's like a children's <laughs> event on before hours, and they were like getting photos, and we were like, "Let's go get ghosts." Yeah. So, so what these kids doing here? <laughs> I've, I've sent you that wee photo, Lauren. If you want to look at it. Oh my god. Wild, eh? That is wild. Because <gasps> I was reading this earlier and I got mixed up because somebody else 
is captured something else that I'm about to talk about. And I was like looking at it like, that's not what I see. But now I realize, then I realized it was the little girl. So mm-hmm. couldn't believe that she captured the little girl in the photograph, which is wild. Like you can see the dress and everything. Yeah. In 2019, the Irish Mirror had a visitor on one of the paranormal tours who had taken a photo of a man in uniform who was standing in the doorway of a deserted cell in B-Wing. And this kind of ties in with old stories that have been there for years that a prison warden has been seen still doing the rounds. It kind of sounds like a residual haunting. Mm -hmm. Uh, A padded cell in B-Wing has also been noted to have a particularly dark and oppressive entity. And other people have been shoved and touched in there. The figure of another man has also been seen spotted walking through the sea wing. And this is the home of what is called the condemned man's cell. So this cell was known to be larger and more comfortable than the other cells. And it also had an ensuite bathroom. And I think that this is where I captured that black mass. Oh my God. Which is wild that other I... people captured a dark entity. It makes me creeped out. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point you were like literally just going into cells yourself and like <sighs> sitting pictures. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I was like, oh my God, she's so brave tonight. I, I was like, probably like, oh, hello. <laughs> was going for it. I was like, let's go. In the tunnel that we were speaking about there, some people have seen a grey figure walking about in there. Uh, there's been multiple sightings and that's from people who actually worked there at the time and people now who work in the prison as well. This would have concealed a passage to transfer prisoners to and from trials to try and keep them safe, uh, particularly during kind of more volatile times in Belfast. Mm-hmm. And So the condemned man cell that I spoke about, which is where I captured that black mass, so as I'd said, uh, this was room had an ensuite, but the ensuite was a cheat because the bathroom had a secret door that led straight to the execution chamber. What the fuck? So the fact that we had taken photos and were in a room where somebody spent their final days is wild. And That's quite crazy. How bad is that? And it really struck home that like, the gallows there were the ones used and there was trap doors and everything like that to kind of trick people into their death. It's absolutely wild. And there's there was people in prison for horrendous crimes and there was also people in prison for things that weren't crimes either. Like if you were a family member of someone who was in the IRA or whatever it may be or if you're some way affiliated sometimes you could be placed there as well so mm-hmm. a lot of oppression and a, quite a dark place to be fascinating history if anybody is interested just couldn't recommend going enough it was really really good we went with the tour guides um well paranormal investigators called dead man talking amazing really really lovely and i mean that's the most paranormal activity i've ever experienced in my life truly i think i think in future if we ever went back i would want to do like a really really long because it was quite well managed because but we were out and like we were out quite quickly do you know what i mean imagine if we had like a couple three hours four hours in there kind of thing just to like set do you know what i mean well <laughs> they do a four hour investigation <laughs> oh my god we should so go back we should do that but small do- crystals see what happens yeah we should, or maybe I'll just take light protection crystals this time instead of total blocking crystals. Maybe I'll just make like my own uh, armor. Yeah. Made out of like little beads, and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. put my crystals on, <laughs> and I'll be like, you do you, boo. If you could get <laughs> Check out Elton John and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, quite seriously, it was an excellent investigation and such good history. I t- highly recommend people go in fascinating history and a lot of it very recent like mm. it was like 1996 like, oh it's just wild to think about and it's crazy to even like wrap your head around the fact that like the gallows were the ones used to hang people there and they're still there you can go and see them it's wild i know i know fab well i hope you guys enjoyed that episode and fascinating history 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys liked it. And yeah, what are, what are we? What episode are you doing in a couple of weeks? We are going to be covering haunted camping experiences. Terrifying. Thanks, guys. See you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.